1: Your friend Chris Vaccaro. Uh, we just did a 10-minute warm-up show. Uh, one of us didn't record, <laughs> so get excited! What we're not going to lead with is Matt Breda. Um, I guess what you missed in the uh, in the private VIP
2: show was that I'm going to be getting a Matt Breda jersey for Christmas. So
1: the rest, I'm sure, if anyone's been
2: listening to the uh, show all season, uh, well, yeah. Why don't you tell the listeners how you actually started the show off with a Matt Breda pick-up? Him or not, the, uh, you know, topic discussion.
1: That's fine. Fair. We can talk about that later because I still think it's a valid... I would bring it up again. Mm. You ridiculing me only makes me stronger. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Vaccaro. A right. lot try. to get into this
2: week, Nando. A <laughs> yeah. lot, lot of good games uh, this past week. A lot of good games this upcoming week. It's crunch time. Two weeks to try and make the fantasy playoffs. A lot going on. Let's get into all of it. Go.
1: I want to jump into something that's near and dear to your heart, Elijah Moore. Uh, we've popped him up on the show a bunch the Jets are a different team, mm-hmm. I would think, uh, with a new quarterback. Um, you know, obviously, everyone's going to Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson. But I think quietly, like if you don't listen to this show, I don't think you have that same kind of passion for Elijah Moore that uh, <laughs> you know that, that we do. I mean, if, if he's not right in your face, and thanks to you, you do it here, but for other people, people might be listening for the first time. Elijah Moore is going to have some sneaky value, I think. The rest of the oh, day. yeah.
2: No, and, and, you know, I see him on a lot of um, waiver wires, and I'm sure our listeners are looking at their waiver wires and see his name. That's the type of player. We talked about this last week. You know, I don't. we don't want to be repetitive and talk about the same guys every week, but, you know, after the game that he just had, gave 15 fantasy points. He caught a nice 42-yarder. He got in the end zone finally. This Mike White just, you know, was like a shot of adrenaline into this offense um he's the type of guy that you add now here's the negative he only played 45 percent of the snaps Nando okay but but okay and that's you know Corey Davis came back Conklin is is involved again into the offense here but you're going into a game like this week in a dome in Minnesota chance that the game could be a little high scoring can have a little bit back and forth Now, just say your 45% snap percentage on Elijah Moore starts creeping up. He starts maybe getting at 65% this week. Before you know it, you go into the fantasy playoffs, and he's an 80% snap wide receiver. He's somebody that you could flex. So when you're in tough, deep leagues, you know that's why, if you remember last week, I told you in in one of my leagues, I, I dropped my whole fab budget on it. He was really doing nothing, Elijah Moore. All I had to hear was, all right, he's moving into the slot, and... He's on the waiver wire. There's nothing available on the waiver wire this late in the season. So you take a shot. It was nice to see that 15 points and him get on the field and and play almost 50% of the snaps. Hopefully he keeps going up and up and he gets more involved. Before you know it, hey, maybe he's one of those weird late season league winner types that you you took off your bench. and, And, you know, he's a... He gives you a fifteen twenty fantasy points each week in those championship weeks. So solid ad. That's one of the type of ads that you're looking for right now.
1: Let me uh, let me ask you this strategically, as yeah. people kind of mold their end game rosters. You actually want this is the one topic that you texted to me uh, that you want to talk about. I'm just going to ask it in a different way. Um, how much of your bench right now should be composed of running backs versus wide receiver, like Elijah Moore? Great. No, that, I'm
2: not going to answer that oh, question. Oh, we can't do this list. again, No, man. No, I, no, I'm, I'm going to tell you why because it's it's not a good question and people listening at home. That's not a good question. You, it's you it's, wrote the. Question. I could have I could have a fantasy. No, I didn't. You said
1: ask me question. how many positions I had should be fantasy.
2: On the bench. No, I didn't. I didn't say that. I said <laughs> uh, I didn't say that at all, and you know that. Well,
1: I'll say it's the this. the same
2: thing that you wrote. Each each roster you could have a roster. Uh, you know, I have some teams that I have three big time running backs that I know are locked into my two RBs and a flex, and I only need one or two backups, and I'll carry just those five into the playoffs, but I only have like one really strong receiver, so I'll have like nine receivers on my bench, okay? Now you could flip it, and I'm not going to go through it, but you could flip it and have the opposite problem. So there's no – when you act something like that, that's not a like a solid – you know, well, I, it is, I can't it is do for me nothing me with it because I would. So but I, would I just explain line. why it isn't. It, it every team is different. Nando, That's your strategy. So. But my strategy is what's going to be available. Okay, so what you're Wait, let me stop you right there. So yeah. what you're saying, okay, yeah. is that you want me to say, yeah, Nando have seven running backs on your uh, seven running backs rostered as you go into the playoffs and seven receivers rostered, and you're going to go, okay, great, but Chris, I have four awesome big time <laughs> running backs. <laughs> yeah. Why I do I need to carry Matt Breida and garbage, garbage, and garbage? And I need help at receiver. So that's why. Before we get into it, that's why each team is team specific on roster breakdown. I'm carrying four tight ends into some of my teams that I know are going to the playoffs right now, just because tight end is so you know sh- is so bad that you know last week I started a- adding a couple of Daniel Bellinger shares. And I'll wait an extra week, you know, or two when he's coming back. If he's not back this week, let him get going. Maybe he's my starting tight end in the fantasy playoffs. You know, each team is team specific. If you have, you know, five stud receivers, then I don't need to carry an eighth receiver or a seventh receiver into the playoffs. So that's, uh, you know, that that's the way I uh, go into my fantasy playoffs. But what we should be doing right now. Well, no, let me, you know let me ask you this. Let me ask you yeah, this.
1: What have we been doing, or what strategies with teams you know are playoff bound last few weeks Mm -hmm. or starting this week? Yeah. (laughs) Please answer that, sir.
2: Wait. I don't even know. I don't even know you just texted. I (laughs) I don't even know. I knew you. I knew you were going to be off the chain just because you had texted me the last couple hours. How crazy your house was. I think your kids drove you delirious. I'm
1: reading word for word what you wrote Uh, to
2: me at 7:37 p.m. Eastern. My my point is this: What have we been doing,
1: or what strategies with teams you know are playoff bound last few weeks
2: or starting this week? Right, things like stashing injured guys. Like you know, that's something that I've been doing. Okay, like a Daniel Bellinger, like a Hunter Renfro. OK, so like last week I started adding That's good advice. That's good advice. And uh, for, you know, because if you don't have a lot of fab budget left and this is more of the high stakes crowd uh, and, and, you know, competitive uh, home league uh, listeners, you know, if you don't have a lot of fab budget left, you're not going to get those big names that are coming off the wire right now. You know, the. Uh, j- a Van Jefferson, okay? He's going to be a popular if, in some leagues, okay? Okay, Allen Robinson's out for the year. Van Jefferson, people are going to look at him like, like he's the top receiver for the Rams. Not that I would want anything to do with that team, but you get my point. People are going to have the, the players that are still in the running for leagues. They have a lot of money left. They're going to say, all right, you know, he's 300 on Van Jefferson, 200 on Van Jefferson, whatever. But my point is this. You don't have a lot of money left. What do you got to do to set up your playoff roster? For me, it was, okay, nobody wants to touch a Hunter Renfro right now, a Daniel Bellinger, okay? Let me put one, two, three bucks on him and stash him. I know my team is getting to the playoffs. Let me look up in week 14 or 15, and he's back. And who knows? Maybe I need him as a flex wide receiver in one of those three playoff weeks, and he's a six-for-60 guy, okay? Now, speaking of Vegas... I don't, I, well, let me get, let me push that off to the side. because No, want to go ahead. Babies. I like where we are going with this. No, no. I, I, I'm just, we're talking playoff, how to set up your playoff rosters and things I'm doing with limited money. That, and, and this year more than ever, I'll say this. What I'm doing for my playoff teams that I know are going, I'm adding a second defense. Okay. I already started looking in the past week or two about defenses, um, that fit my team. Okay. And, and I could, and, There's just no strong fantasy defenses this year. Dallas is definitely one of them. But Philly, who we talked about we thought was one, they're fading quick. San Francisco is a decent one. But in general, there really aren't really solid fantasy defenses. So I think more than ever this year, you're going to have to rotate and, and play two different defenses and just see how the schedule plays out through 15 and 17. So those are the two biggest things that I'm doing with my fantasy rosters that I know will go into the playoffs.
1: Are you uh Are you planning that second DST that you add? Are you planning on like all oh, right, a couple of weeks? You know, I've I got my eyes on the Colts because they got a couple of good games too. Or are you saying like this, these are the two that I'm going to carry throughout the playoffs that will take me there?
2: Now, I'm looking at the that week 15 through 17 schedule, you know, and that's why I was adding the Chiefs defense. The Chiefs defense isn't like a good defense at all, but weeks ago, that's you know. What I started adding. What are the ma- are you the matchups
1: you're looking for? Like a, a quarterback who throws a lot. Because I know you can you look want at a team you want that's against bad. the bad offenses. Yeah, the but bad like the Rams might not make turnover. You know, they might not turn the ball over. They might just not score a lot.
2: You know what I mean? Like right. You- but you know what? Like so that's one of them right there. Is like I want to pick on the Rams offense and and you know like a, a, a defense that is grossly overvalued all season long and that a lot of people liked and had to drop them and they're just sitting there on waiver wires the Green Bay Packers but you look up in week 15 first week of the fantasy playoffs Packers are at home versus the Rams this Rams team is an absolute dumpster fire we talked about it last week how big of a dumpster fire is they were you know, we look up seven days later, they're 10 times more, the dumpster fire. It's crazy. We're right? not going to see. How can see? this get
1: worse? Like, I will hurt Allen Robinson, too.
2: No, you know what? It, it, that was good news, okay? But here's the funny thing. Not only are they dumpster fire, you're not going to see Stafford again, okay, this season. No. He's done, okay? Now that, you know, we obviously know about Cup gone and now Allen Robinson, not that he was a big loss. That disaster season is over. They're just shutting all the vets down now. Now we get word today that Aaron Donald has a high ankle sprain and is out three to four weeks. Guess what three to four weeks translates that for Aaron Donald? We'll see you next year. Okay? He's never sniffing the field again. And we're probably all staring at our watches right now. At any moment, you could see Jalen Ramsey's going to come up with a fake injury. Okay? Because <laughs> can you imagine that guy showing up on a Sunday and going, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in playing here. So... Ramsey, they'll wind up coming up with some fake injury and shutting him down for. Him. And uh, you would think that, all right, listen, they're tanking to get a better draft pick, but they have no draft picks in sight. It's crazy. They all belong to the Lions. So the Lions get there. You know, right now they they would get the number three overall pick, and it would be uh, the Lions getting their pick. So that trade worked out. Uh, that trade worked out great for both sides. The Rams got their Super they Bowl. They got a Super
1: Bowl, right? That's yeah, all. Yeah, they know. got.
2: They got their Super Bowl and uh, the Lions cashed in and they're going to get uh, reap the benefits of the uh, draft picks. So, good for them. I will say this. But, man. Yeah, you got, you're not going to like
1: it. But, I mean, Bryce Perkins can run for 40, nah, 50 th- yards uh, a game. I don't think he's okay. going to have anyone to throw to. But I do think maybe he won't throws Because I, I look at interceptions, sacks. And then a little bit fumbles when I'm looking at a team, you know,
2: like. All right, so Kyler Murray is on a bye week this week, uh, and let's say you're the Kyler Murray owner, you got to go to the waiver wire, and there's Kenny Pickett, there's Mike White, and Bryce Perkins. Who who are you picking up? I didn't mean it like I need
1: to pick up Bryce Perkins to be my quarterback. I meant if you're facing the Rams, that offense, yes, isn't going to score a lot of points or get a lot of yards, but they might not make a lot of turnovers.
2: Uh,
1: That's all I meant. Okay. I know. I do know. He, you know, he just threw two 6 I was just gonna say, like, I'm. I'm <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's just getting used to the team, man. That's all. They scored ten points, and eh, all right. Sean McVay's a genius. No, the, the the point is, the point is, that's the type of team you want. Right, I understand. Your fantasy defense to go again. You yeah. want to play against the Texans, the Rams. There's so many crap teams and offenses. Poor at, Texans, man. Poor Damian Pierce. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Damian Pierce is struggling big time uh, as well, Nando. He's fading. He's hitting the ro- the the rookie wall, and um, you know we probably saw the best of Pierce. It's tough for these rookie running backs. You know they're not used to uh, the the grind of seventeen games, seventeen week season. They're coming straight out of college. It's very rare that you see it. So,
1: are you looking uh, at like uh, in terms of Pierce, like maybe a Gunba Wale is going to take? some of that market share
2: uh it, it's possible yeah i mean listen they i we're not inside the building we don't know if they see like all right listen you know we see you fading and the production isn't there and uh yeah they could definitely give uh others uh you know a, a piece of the pie i mean he hit a wall he, he
1: went from yeah he was like a hundred, averaging 100 yard, 138 94 oh he hit the ground running
2: eight. this year was, yeah
1: I'm just talking like in November. He's got two. He's got a 138 yard game and a 94 yard game, and then eight and eight. Like yeah. it just happened like that.
2: That's called hitting the wall.
1: But but I mean like he hit it hard. Sometimes it slows you down a little bit, and you have some kind of warning. Like oh, he went eight for 29. That's a bad game. Mm-hmm. But he went ten for eight.
2: Uh, it'd be tough unless I had really good options, unless I was ha- had a team where I have three really strong running backs or two really strong running backs and uh, a solid fourth receiver to flex to sit Pierce in this matchup versus the Browns.
1: I mean, you're uh, screwed. Yeah, you, I mean, this is like losing Pierce but not having it. There's no handcuff to turn to. You just lost a guy who's getting you 100 yards a
2: week. Yeah, there's a lot of teams like that. You just don't have it. Yeah, it's... You got to just take them out of the lineup. That's what happens. This is fantasy. You know, there's a lot of teams like that, uh, a lot of players like that just fading, and you just got to sit them down. You got to hope that you have somebody on your bench that's uh, a capable replacement to fill right in. But he's got, like you say, but he's got the Browns this week. It's a big game. Your boy Deshaun Well, you know, uh, it's going to be tough, Nanda. Who do you think? You're going to go to Watson, or you think Brissett's going to start again? You
1: know, you mock it.
2: But <laughs> I can't I still can't get
1: over that. They carried him off the okay. field. I wasn't yeah. saying like I could see this happening. I was saying, you, know, they you brought
2: him can to his you car. can you see this happening? Can I see what happening? Never mind. Oh, oh about oh Brissette? What Brissett um starting? No, yeah, them being like that's my
1: quarterback. Because it was yeah. kind of like a celebration uh, of Jacoby Brissett at the end of that game.
2: Brissett didn't play well. I, I know you didn't watch the game. I watched most of that game. Because I watched all of every snap. Brissett <laughs> yeah, okay. didn't I like know, I know. play well. He he got in the end zone. To my boy Njoku at the end. That was a really that was a really fascinating game to be honest with you. Uh it was frustrating. Uh and then in like the last five minutes of the game and in overtime, the Browns got their stats. You know, Chubb went over a hundred And speaking of that, my new favorite head coach, Stefanski, in Cleveland. I love this guy. When was the last time, Nando, you saw a coach opt to end a game the way he did? And not just, you know, you're inside the five-yard line, you're on the two. Usually, the quarterback takes a knee, sets it up for the the kicker to come in and just chip the game-winning field goal. No. He leaves the offense on the field and gets us Nick Chubb owners a, a cheap touchdown. I mean, huge. How and bad has uh, Kareem Hunt been this year?
1: Kareem How Hunt's big of a disappointment has Kareem Hunt been?
2: A huge disappointment. I but know. that's more on the fact that Nick Chubb has been, you know, Nick Chubb's one of the top five running backs in football, and he's great, and he should, you know, stay on the field. He he, he deserves those extra carries, the extra snaps.
1: But and, Nick, it's um, not like Nick Chubb's a rookie who just showed up. Like, Nick Chubb's shared a backfield with Kareem Hunt for three years now. Yeah, I don't know
2: why, I, I don't know why they decided to – give Chubb finally more of the pie, you know, this last couple months and then hunt fade, maybe, I don't know. I, I don't know, but you know what? I know as a Nick Chubb owner, that's what we want to see. And, you know, I'm glad that the Browns won uh, again, you know, this game, maybe they start getting into the, a little roll uh, right here. This offense is uh, going to be an interesting offense down the stretch. Now with Watson and Joku uh, got up to I think about eighty percent of the snaps, so I st- still look at him as a top six tight end, rest of the way. And uh, and Cooper keeps pumping out consistent numbers. Um, he caught the he caught the long one in overtime that gave him a, a solid looking box score. And uh, that's it. I, I'm interested in this Browns. Uh, I know. Uh, I know I say it every week, but uh, the Browns are a really fun team to watch each week. And now they will be even more fun now with Deshaun Watson there. So,
0: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
1: I'm I'm interested to see how this Deshaun Watson thing plays out. Hmm. Well,
2: sit back and watch.
1: I mean, like he's I know he's been practicing, he's gotten some snaps, he's done a little bit with the first team. I don't buy that he's completely rusty. Um and that, you know, the game might go a little fast for him right off the bat, but mm-hmm. I, I just like Is he going to continue throwing to Donovan's people? Like it's more like the cast around him.
2: So Watson's always been a, you know, rely on the tight end. So this is why, you know, Njoku owners are even more excited now that Watson's coming back. Not that, not that Njoku was having a, you know, was getting ignored by Brissett, because no, Brissett was made him the top six, seven tight end that he is. But that's been Watson's thing. He always looked for the tight end. Um, and we'll just have to wait and see now, though. I mean, listen, we could sit here, and is he going to be rusty? Is he going to hit the ground running? None of us know. You know, it's he's been practicing for the last couple weeks. He's been allowed to practice with the Browns. So now I, you don't know how many first-team reps he's been getting these last weeks, but this week he'll be getting all of them. And he comes back to a nice matchup versus the Texans. He'll go into a hostile environment. I'm sure the team's going to want to play hard and fight hard for their new starting quarterback. And uh, the future is bright in Cleveland, and this offense is uh, pointing in the right direction here. Wow. I still find it. I think it's going to be uh, mm-hmm. that's going to be a very watched game. Oh yeah, yeah. There's some good games uh, this upcoming week. Uh, the four o'clock window has uh, the the game of the day: the uh, the Chiefs uh, at the Bengals, which is a, a really big time fantasy game. If you remember last year, it was the uh, Week 17, Chiefs at Bengals, the same exact game that produced a huge back-and-forth, you know, shootout between Burrow and Mahomes that won everybody all the fantasy money and and leagues last year when Jamar Chase went crazy. And speaking of Jamar Chase, he's most likely back. All the words seem to say that he could have played this past Sunday. They held him out to make sure that he's ready for this Sunday. So, um You know, Burrows getting uh, all his weapons back, and it should be a really fun game. The Chiefs are two point favorites in Cincinnati, and I think it's the highest total in Vegas with fifty two and a half. So, uh, big time back and forth here. The Melvin Gordon signing was weird. I think people are getting a little too carried away with the, uh, you know, the excitement for Melvin Gordon signing in Kansas City. I don't know how you feel about that. I'm just like, it seems like Kansas City will take a shot.
1: They're almost like, you know, yeah, how the, everybody, the, right? Yeah. It's like the Patriots, yeah. but they, they never work out for the chiefs. Like mm-hmm. they have, like Josh Gordon did not yeah. work out. I guess Jerick McKinnon did a little bit, but they really wasn't taking a shot. They kind of, they went out and signed him and it got hurt. Yeah. Cause they're the real.
2: franchise. They're a franchise that can afford to take those shots and not be ridiculed because look at all the success they've had. So yeah, they're like, all right, you know, this veteran's out on the street. Go ahead. But if they really wanted them, they would have claimed him on waivers, and yeah. he went right through waivers, and and then he sat around and think. I don't know if people are overlooking the fact that Gordon. You know, I see a lot of people on, on Twitter. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, think that oh, Gordon is.
1: I swore. I'm sorry. I, when we didn't record the first time, I mm-hmm. swore that this is going to be a not go off the track show because it's week thirteen, and we don't want to mess around. We'd right. like people to actually
2: have actionable advice. Yes. Um, And Chris uh, said, how was your Thanksgiving?
1: How was your Thanksgiving?
2: All I said was, hi, welcome into the show. How was your Thanksgiving, Nando? You started (laughs) going off on a tangent. (laughs) But yeah, Nando tried to, uh, before the show, for our listeners, say, listen, it's, you know, going into week 13, we should try and not be, uh, you know, as, you know, joke around this uh, week, we should try and be serious. Um, All right, Nando, I'm sure you're going to live up to that bargain. I have so mm-hmm. far. All right.
1: Let's talk about Darren But anyway, Evans. listen,
2: but wait, no, I all don't right. want to talk about Darren Evans. Uh, Melvin Gordon, people are thinking is going to come into Kansas City and walk in and be the starting running back. He got signed to the practice squad. You know, they're just taking a shot on. They probably want to see what he looks like and people are going to get all excited. But a lot of, he was dropped in a lot of high stakes leagues. I don't know, I want to know if people will be interested to see tomorrow or tonight. And when the pod comes out, um, if people throw a lot of money at him to try and get the what could possibly be starting running back of the Chiefs in their mind, but I don't see it like that. Uh, Pacheco's running well. They even brought in uh, – they even made uh, Ronald Jones active, and he looked good on one run that I saw him have. I don't know if you saw it, Nando, but – I watch all Ronald Jones runs at, on uh, yeah. Tuesday mornings. <laughs> That's
1: part of my routine wanted
2: to be serious, you said this.
1: Michael uh, Salfino uh, actually said – Hey, ding, put, ding, ding. He said put a dollar on Ronald Jones a couple weeks ago.
2: Oh, you're right. I mean – Hey, they, it looks good. I mean, yeah. I still think Pacheco is going to be the lead back because he's done nothing to not deserve that right. But, you know, uh, just somebody to keep your eye on.
1: I um yeah, keep an eye on Isaiah Pacheco, the guy we've been talking about since uh, August. No,
2: Ronald Jones, genius. Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones. Oh, you worded that stranger. I was then. saying, yeah. Okay,
1: okay. <laughs> tell me more about Melvin Gordon. Was... Tell me more about Eno Benjamin. Ah, <laughs> oh,
2: boy, this is the best what show. We... This is
1: the best show. We're gonna win awards for this show. How
2: about Austin Eckler? Do you know how many catches Austin Eckler has? Can you tell me? Don't look it up. How many uh, catches does Austin not... Eckler have this year? Seventy-six. Yeah, Ah, close, but I think you, I think you hesitated because you were uh, looking it up.
1: No, because someone had tweeted something like he's going to be the first running back to get 100 catches since blah blah blah. So I was trying to extrapolate. Oh, he's that. gonna, he's
2: gonna get way more than 100 catches. He's got 80 catches going into week 13 already. I mean, this guy is a machine. That's pretty it's impressive. It's absolutely insane. That, um, that's going to be another really good game. Upcoming and it was a good game this past week, the Chargers and the uh, the Cardinals with uh, Herbert looking good. I I said it last week to you, Nando. There's not that many other quarterbacks I'd rather have the rest of the way than Herbert. Um, He just he's back to being healthy. He just looks really good. Uh, We we talked about DeAndre Carter a few weeks ago, and now that Mike Williams is back down again, and I don't know for how long. You know, after the aggravating the high ankle sprain, I don't know if he's gonna. You know, show back up this week when practice restarts, or if this is actually a multi-week, two, three, four-week re-injury of a high ankle sprain for Williams and he's done. But DeAndre Carter, speaking of guys that you should be throwing a couple bucks on, if if he was not scooped up, or maybe he was dropped again once Williams came back last week, DeAndre Carter, he he put out some big-time numbers. He had 21 fantasy points. Um, I think he had 10 targets. I I mean... He's a great story. Yeah, listen, I'm sure it'll rotate after Keenan Allen on who that next receiver that has a decent game every week is between Josh Palmer and Carter, and we've seen that so far. You know, Palmer had the big week last week, Carter this week, so maybe it'll be a little spread out, but this is a type of offense that can support multiple receivers, you know? So... DeAndre Carter, um, he's sitting on a lot of my benches. I wish I had him in this past week, but that's on me. But uh, that was a really good game, them going for two and winning. This upcoming game, I think, has a chance, once again, with the Raiders to be the highest scoring, one of the highest scoring, if not the highest scoring game of the day, because this Raiders offense is humming too. So we could see a nice back and forth between the Raiders and Chargers here. I'd start, you know, as many assets as I have on both uh, sides of the ball here with the Chargers and Raiders.
1: Do you think? And uh, another one is
2: Mac Hollins. I'm sorry, just to no, jump no, in please, no, no, please. This is your show. No, I'm just saying. I'm just you know these under the radar guys. Now Mac Hollins should be already rostered, but that's another name. Mac Hollins is coming on, you know, and uh, he gave like 16, 17 fantasy points this past week. Carr is getting it together. The team is stepping up. They don't have that many weapons after Adams at all. It's Adams and Jacobs, which, my God, what a performance by Josh Jacobs. And what a season he's having. But uh, Mac Hollins is another guy. I got to get him into my starting lineups going forward. And this is another type of game that you got to play Mac Hollins if you have him.
1: I would ask you how you're going to accomplish that, but I know that every team is different. And so, like, you know, like A.J. Dillon or Mac Hollins right now for the next week? Well,
2: as my flex player you are saying
1: I assume like I mean like I assume your teams are so good you got three very good wide no, receivers
2: I mean they're not but uh, if you can if you're asking which one would I flex yeah. this upcoming week it would be Mac Hollins. you know a higher scoring game I still can't trust AJ Dillon but uh, and keep an eye on AJ Dillon you know when practice comes out cuz AJ Dillon limped off the field with like a couple minutes left in that game and I don't think he got another carry after it but I, I hope he's okay Me too. Uh, A.J. Dillon's been a complete bust this year, but he's, um, you know, he had a nice game in Philadelphia, and maybe uh, he finishes strong, you know? We don't talk a lot about Philadelphia on this show. I guess because you know what you're
1: getting. Like, you got Hurts, you got
2: A.J. Brown. Oh, my God, that Miles Sanders game. Oh, my, out of nowhere. How great was that? Yeah. How great was that performance? Um thirty one fantasy points for Miles Sanders. I've been looking for that for a while now. You know, he it's a, a frustrating team uh in terms of the backfield. I don't know what they're doing, but it seems like every week when you watch the Eagles, it's like, why don't you get Sanders the ball more? Give him more of an opportunity. And and I was talking to a friend and it was like, Yeah, with Sanders, he could give Do you know? four or five no. He could give you four or five fantasy points, or he could give you the eighteen or twenty. And this week was just happened to be the you know cashing in, uh, from Miles Sanders type game with um, I think he got sixteen carries, you know for, um, hundred what was it hundred and thirty yards something like that. He just had a, a monster game. So, but it, it's frustrating because every week they start off their first play of the game with Boston Scott in the backfield. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what the I don't know what the story is with that, but. He's like they want to. I don't. They want to start him. Like is that like his thing? And then you're like, the game starts, and Boston Scott's the first guy in the backfield every week. And you're like, uh oh. Like, did Sanders just like, get benched? Is this going to be like a Boston Scott? They turn the backfield over to Scott. And then as the game goes on, every time they get inside the the five, you know, it seems like they bring Kenny Gainwell in now a lot. So it's frustrating because you need everything to go right to have a solid Miles Sanders 17 to 20 point fantasy game and if it doesn't go right and he doesn't get the t- touches or get in the end zone it's going to be that five or six point week. So um but what do you want to talk about with the Eagles Nando? I'll tell you this much. No, Dallas I like I don't guy, think I think man. we
1: don't talk about them because there's not much talk, like you going to talk God, about DeVonta every there's single a week. A lot
2: to talk about. They're they're one of my favorite offenses to watch every week. They're a fantasy dream. You know, if you got the pieces in that offense, you know, Jalen Hurts just keeps turning. That It was crazy. Jalen Hurts had 122 rushing yards at halftime this past week. And I was like, oh, he's going to shatter Justin Fields' record that Fields just got of 178 rushing yards for a quarterback like three weeks earlier. Uh, and then he just came up a little short. But Hurts is a machine, man it's it's one of the it's one of the best fantasy picks on the board at any position this year is jalen hurts at quarterback
1: i feel like people forgot about it. like when Justin fields was going nuts i think mm-hmm. people like just forgot about jalen hurts in a way
2: so nice to have a, a it's almost like he flew under that the that radar. Runs. yeah it's it's so nice to have a quarterback that runs uh, the, the way a hurts and a fields do it's you know it's such an advantage you know like he had, like, 27 fantasy points at halftime between the rushing yards and the passing touchdown. It's like it's like his floor is, like, 25 every week uh, just because of that rushing ability. So I wish Lamar Jackson would run like Hurts and Fields do. You know, you'd think their offense could be based, uh, you know, more set up like these guys do, way more designed runs than – not that Lamar Jackson doesn't have some designed runs, but, you know – It'd be nice if you had him like Hurts and Fields. Who are your top five quarterbacks next year? Uh, off the board. Um, yeah, I mean, are you Hurts, Fields, oh, it, uh, Lamar? It's Mahomes. Well, it's Mahomes. Mahomes, Allen, and it's Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts. Definitely, those top three, uh, right there. Um, most likely, Fields will be in that top five, and uh, and Herbert. I would have Herbert right there. All right. Am I forgetting somebody? That was off the top of my head. No, right? I don't think you are. So actually, don't think I think so. was, uh... yeah, Herbert would be like fourth. Tom Brady, I, I love guess. her. What? All what? right, we're gonna ignore you on that one. <laughs> Go ahead, sir. <laughs> um, no, that was it. What, what was uh? So, oh, Dallas Goddard. That's what I wanted to say. I feel like we haven't gotten any updates on his health. And it's, it's going to be his third week, I think. Um, I know he's on IR, but it'd be nice to hear something to see if people could drop him before he goes into the fantasy playoffs. If he's not going to be available, or if he's getting close to returning uh, and on the mend, so that's it. There's there's really not much else to talk about in this Eagles offense. It's just it's a joy. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's you know, why I think we don't AJ Brown, that so much. Devonta Smith. Yeah, there's not, I guess there's not that much mystery around it. If Quez Watkins. True. Yeah. I mean, he's another one that's a really under the radar. We talked about him one or two weeks ago about Quez Watkins and how, with Goddard, once Goddard went down, we could see maybe Quez Watkins being a valuable piece to add off the waiver wire. So um,
0: it's the same thing like the, held true.
1: like the Seahawks, right? Like Ken Walker's mm-hmm. amazing, uh, Metcalf and Lockett are going to get their points. Geno yeah. Smith, you hate talking about because you were so wrong about him. So we just don't really, I mean, bring it up. There's nothing we can offer, you know?
2: It's true. I, I mean, with that offense, it's true. What are you going to say? It's, you know, you yeah. start Metcalf and Lockett every week. Your boy Geno is, is a locked-in top 12 fantasy quarterback. Kenny Walker is, uh, you know, is a locked-in top 10 running back every week. He catches the break oh, man. Uh, this week.
1: Well, where's his oh, Damian man, oh. Pierce moment? That's not going to happen because Rashad Penny started so many games early. They kind of saved him a little bit.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, well, it didn't take long for uh yeah, that's true. Uh, maybe that's that's true, Nando. Hopefully he doesn't hit the rookie wall, but uh he didn't have the type of season that Pierce did. You are right. What you know, Penny was the lead guy. Remember Walker all of August was out with his um his issue. Um what was it? Uh, sports hernia, right? Yeah. I believe he had. So his season's been a little different than Pierce's, but hopefully he doesn't hit the rookie wall when he gives me another four or five more weeks of what he's been doing. But um, you know, he capitalizes this week versus the, the Rams, uh, with no Aaron Donald uh out with this high ankle sprain. So hopefully it's another big Ken Walker day. I'm looking
1: at the Bucks and I see a team that reminds me a little bit and not exactly a good, the same.
2: That's f- funny did i send you that because i did want to talk about somebody on the tampa bay Bucks no, that man, i like no but go ahead.
1: I mean, you don't No, this came go off ahead. this is organic
2: yeah
1: go ahead i was gonna say well i'm now i want to guess who you want to talk about i feel like Maybe. it's you love talking about like top 20 guys so it's probably godwin <laughs> but also
2: <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> i feel like you have some weird thing like with rashad white well i love rashad white yeah. uh but and any you know, catching nine balls out of the backfield It's not actually where I wanted to go. We're trying to give, like, a little bit under-the-radar guys that I'm seeing. Uh, you know, so Rashad well, White aside, Jones,
1: right?
2: Julio Jones, baby. Sounds really? crazy. It is Julio Jones. Yeah, because, you know, our listeners might be saying, come on, Chris, really, Julio Jones? And, yeah, if you've watched Julio Jones the week before they went on the bye week in their game in Germany when he scored that touchdown, he had the burst, okay? Then, watching the game versus Cleveland, you know, he's not putting up the big numbers. Okay. He's not putting up big numbers, but you could see actually has something left. You know, he's got the burst. And, uh, you know, they even said during the game, the broadcasters, how he's saying this is the healthiest he's been all season long. Now, that might be just player speed. Oh, you know, everybody always says that. But for Julio to say that, You know, he dealt with a lot of injuries early in the year, in and out of the lineup and everything. But now you can actually see it on the field. And I don't know what the story is with Russell Gage if he's got the same hamstrings as Kadarius Toney has. But for Russell Gage to come out of a bye week and still not be ready and be inactive, I don't know if Russell Gage is going to play again this year. I don't know if if it's going to even matter. So this think it's offense, I mean, it's—I I don't think so either. So if you're looking for sneaky guys that are sitting on the wire, then aren't going to give you 25 points. I've been adding Julio Jones shares for the last three weeks, and you know, yeah, he's my fifth or sixth receiver on these fantasy teams, but he's a Godwin or Evans injury away from maybe being a seven for seventy and a touchdown type wide receiver in an offense you want with Brady, right? So you have two outs there. You know, you gotta kind of see, look a little bit ahead. You know, not every ad off the waiver wire right now in competitive leagues is gonna be a, uh, oh my god, look who's sitting there, this unbelievable number one wide receiver. No, you gotta take a couple shots, like the Hunter Renfro, the you know stuff like that. I just think Julio makes sense because he's looking good, and he's gonna be on the field a lot. Even in these three wide receiver sets, he plays a lot. And he might have the game here and there where he's six for 60 and a touchdown. And there's going to be the weeks that he does what he does now, three for 30. But, like I said, you have a couple outs. You know, Godwin or Evans, they're not the picture of health. So Julio's a sneaky ad for me, and I like the way he looks.
1: Julio Jones, (coughs) excuse me. Julio Jones, 31% rostered on CBS. His mm-hmm. snaps the last three games, he's going up from 36% to 51% to 62% in that this last absolutely. game.
2: And that's what we're looking for, Nando. That's the things you got to look at, that, you know, for our listeners. That's what you want to see. Julio, Elijah Moore, like we talked about. Maybe this week, Elijah Moore goes up to 70%, like I said. These are the guys, these are the guys you got to add, you know? It might not happen this week, but you might be, you know, an extra week or two away from saying, hey, you know what, this makes sense for me to get into my wide receiver three spot, my flex spot, and maybe they have two or three big weeks and it, and it works out. And just double-checking, you're not into Darrington Evans after saying all that? No, all right. sorry. All right. <laughs> you sure? Mm-hmm. All right. But hey. I, won't, I won't say anything bad about him because I'm sure that's your guy now. Foreman had a good game. He always has a good game. Ah, uh, that's not true. Uh last week versus the Ravens he gave two fantasy points. So uh, there you go. I mean
1: uh, <laughs> You're allowed those once a time. Didn't a,
2: take long to, to knock that That was uh, game script. Process, that was game you know. script. Well, I think I think we said that with Foreman though. He's not a running back, he's a running back you wanna have on your team and roster, but he's not um you know, I had him in that Thursday night game, I had him in my lineups in the Thursday night game versus Atlanta, it was a couple weeks ago. When he had the nice game, yeah, a revenge and he game. gave like 20-something fantasy. But it's funny because he had a huge game in Atlanta two weeks earlier. Then he had a bad game. Then he came back with the good game again versus Atlanta. Then he went to Baltimore and had a crap game. And now he had another good game. So, you know, you're, he always has a good game. It seems like he rotates. but I mean, he's got
1: 100-yard games in like, what, four of his last six? Name me another running back who's doing that.
2: I'm just saying he's. I'm just saying he's matchup dependent, Nando. You know you got to pick your spots.
1: You okay. Gotta pick, uh, there with,
2: with Carolina.
1: What are the yeah. spots? Are we going to expand on that or just? Uh... Uh, what do you mean? What, what are your would you? We just start, uh, start. on AJ, the teams.
2: dependent on the teams he's playing.
1: AJ Dillon or Deontay Foreman. Uh, in the in your I don't know say ravaged RB two.
2: This upcoming week. Yeah. Uh, who's Carolina got? Uh, they're off. <laughs> Never mind. They are off. What I was just gonna say. Oh, I tricked you. That that's a, right. That was a big trick question for Chris no. To. They are Arizona, you know? Carolina, Arizona, Carolina are the bye
1: weeks. So there you go. Um, um, do you want to talk about week fourteen buys because that's gonna that could change the fates of a lot of. So. I don't. I, I still don't <laughs> a lot understand of what the
2: NFL. I mean, there's not much to talk about the fact that I mean, if you haven't looked ahead on your schedule and see that six teams are on a bye week in week fourteen. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Now, I know from— It's ridiculous
1: the team's John by, or it's ridiculous if someone hasn't looked yet?
2: Well, first off, it's ridiculous if you haven't looked yet, but it's also ridiculous that the NFL did this. So, both. Um, fans. Luckily, luckily, though, Nando, the, most of these teams that are on that week 14 bye week, those six teams are pretty crappy teams that aren't— Big-time fantasy relevant? Well, it's the I Falcons, you could say.
1: so you're going to lose, like, Cordero Patterson. Mm, uh, yeah, exactly.
2: Like, the Falcons, The no, Bears, the Bears no. Evans, yeah. <laughs>
1: Packers might be interesting because, I mean, they're – they're. I mean,
2: I don't know. Listen, you yeah, of course. The big ones are Jonathan Taylor. Christian Watson is going to
1: be my – big. he's going to go down in history as my biggest miss. I Christian
2: just- – that, that's your biggest miss? I did not believe. Yeah, I didn't, like,
1: I didn't think it was. I mean, he wasn't getting a ton of targets. You know, like it was. I'm like, oh, this guy's, you know, fluky. Big play. Big play dependent. And he's not. He's been really good three games in a row now. Yeah, he has been. Um, I guess my quiet miss. I guess I really didn't that's have to your, If that's this. your
2: biggest miss of all time, I don't know what to tell you. It must be hitting pretty good if, if that's your biggest miss. I'll put it all on the show but, for um, to listen to. You know it's crazy. FFPC, uh, you know their playoffs start. How in much are week they paying you? Fourteen. Um, nothing at all. I just talk about. You talk about them a lot lately. I talk about the NFFC a lot too. Um, <laughs> the fact that they, they, you know, they start their playoffs in week fourteen, <laughs> I believe. And I got to get a text know, after the show about this. Guys.
1: Go ahead. You were saying?
2: Uh, just saying that uh, it's crazy. You're gonna have six teams on a bye. You you. Imagine starting the playoffs, the fantasy playoffs, and, you know, you don't have all these players. You know, you go to make the playoffs with a Jonathan Taylor, and you start the playoffs, and he's on a bye. Like, I don't know why they still have bye weeks in week 14. It's too late in the season. Well, So, NFL needs to do a better job of that. Even, like, even this week with, you know, you have two teams on a bye this week, but six next week, it's... I'm sure there's an actual reason for it, but it's just too stupid.
1: I, you know, looking at these teams again, I know you poo-poo the idea that like there's not anyone good that's missing, but there, I think that's the whole point. Like you have these fringe play, like if you're if you're if you get Cordell Patterson, he's your flex. I mean, you're probably starting him over some guys who aren't as good as he is, which means you're going to be a little more screwed. Um, in many ways, maybe you'd also like rather have the big guys, but, well, maybe not. But, I mean, you're going to have to make some tougher choices now. Jonathan Taylor obviously is the best example. Michael Pittman, I think, is a start every week. But, like, um, I don't go back to A.J. Dillon over and over again. Like, if, if you have A.J. Dillon on your team and you were kind of starting him and kind of not, he's gone. Like, you don't even have that option anymore of, you know, that that desperate, almost desperation play. In your yeah, well, that's
2: two. Well, so that's two things. Is what you're saying is, you know, two things. One, you got to be prepared and looking ahead. Yeah. With these cheap ads and cheap buys that that we've been talking about on this show, you know, that's one thing, and it's it's tough. And you got to hope you have a deep, you know, a deeper bench so you can sit these guys out. It sucks. I have a lot of Michael Pittman shares. Some teams are in the running. You know, uh, it's been nice to have them every week for 13 straight weeks, but come next week. You know, I might be in a situation where I need to win and get in the playoffs or, you know, need points to to qualify for the playoffs. And now I don't have my top wide receiver one or two in Michael Pittman. But, hey, listen, we knew this in August. We, you know, it's not like they just sprung up. Uh, It just sucks. It's just it, it's, you know, and, and you'll talk to a lot of directors. They might fade some of these players when it comes down to it and they're sitting on the, the clock. In August and early September. And they say, all right, it's, you know, should I take uh, Pittman or AJ Brown here late in the second round? Well, you know, it's 50 50, but Pittman's got that week 14 bye and I don't want to deal with that come week 14. So, and others might say, hey, well, you know what? I get Pittman for 13 straight weeks to do my damage, and I don't have to worry about a bye week all that time. And, uh, you know, it changes some people's draft philosophy when you look at these buys this late in the season. I guess it
1: is kind of nice. Like, if you're sitting right now at, you know, like nine and three, maybe even eight and four, and you've got Pittman, and you're like, all right, you know, cool. Yeah. I'm getting in. Like, this is this yeah. is good. Let's let's get this. Yeah, it works low week perfect. out perfect.
2: Yeah.
1: But I mean, six and six. You're looking at week fourteen without a Michael Pittman, or even without a Cordell Patterson. It's tough,
2: man. It's you know what? I, I yes, you're right, and I understand. But I, even for the high stakes guys listening and competitively, like you know, there's not that many leagues that are wrapped up right now. You know, it's you know, I know Greg and Tom sent out a, a you know something. There's like 82 primetime leagues, and only nine leagues have an outright winner so far as we go into week 13. Nine out of 82. That means, you know, that, that's crazy. Yeah. That's really, that's 73 leagues with two weeks to go don't have one of those, you know, uh, 12 and 0, 11 and 1, 10 and 2 runaway winners. So that's how. How about the FFPC? I think should, how's that looking? I don't have those uh, numbers. Sorry. So I just wanted to spread the love around. Who's one but, of the GST
1: uh, league? Uh,
2: You don't care. You don't care. No, I don't care.
1: By the way, uh, on Twitter this week, Mm -hmm. we were talking about the big hats. And I made an offhand. This is a public service announcement for anyone, uh, whoever wants to tweet with their friends. Um, So I wrote back to Vaquero, give me your logo. I need a high-res logo so I can put it on that big hat that Brian Robinson was wearing. And we've gotten like seven weird spam requests for DMs of people who can make us the logo for a logo that already exists. So, I guess never say you want a high-res logo anywhere on Twitter because you'll get those these weird hats. almost
2: like spam box. Yeah, I still I still want to get you one. Oh my god, those those hats that Brian Rao. and you know what's funny, I'm going to say well first of all, that they're the most ridiculous things I've ever seen and I and I tweeted that, you know, please don't let it become a thing. But guess what? Everyone's doing it. Everyone's Every doing it. Every morning show it. is it's, wearing
1: them. And it's five everybody's
2: days later. talking about it. It's like there, there is no such thing as bad publicity. As soon as that, as soon as Brian Robinson wore it and it started hitting social media, it, it doesn't even matter if it's the most ridiculous looking thing. It's just people want it, and they want to say they got it. And the guy that created these hats, whoever, God bless him, he probably became a multimillionaire overnight. He yeah, did. They were on. They were on Shark Tank. Yeah. Uh, this was on Shark Tank yes, It's called N- Noggin Boss. Really? It was already on Did Shark Tank. Wait, didn't anybody invest? I don't know. Actually, I don't know about that. I'm trying to talk fantasy football here, and you got me all... And, and you're oh, I was doing a public service now you, about Twitter. Can't you refocus?
1: Let's talk about the Chicago Bears.
2: I know you hate using your imagination with things. No, there's. I mean, I don't know what you want to do with the Chicago Bears. What do you want to talk about? Well, look, this is. Cole
1: Kmet is still there. Uh, is he still top mm-hmm. twelve tight end? I mean, well, actually, let me rephrase that. Because uh, I mean, I, twelve. I, I, that's scraping the bottom of the, like top eight. Is no, top I mean, eight? yeah,
2: uh, top eight. No, I. Things turn quickly, but if you give me Justin Fields under center this week, then yeah, he's a top eight. I just don't trust anybody else uh, right now, which is crazy to say. Not Chase but, Claypool. He's gonna have he's gonna have to contribute. I mean, I wouldn't have started Chase Claypool in a million years up until this, but it's tough, man. It, you know, it's tough when you look at some of these offenses like the Rams. Like, who do you start in the Rams? But the Rams are just like blah. Like, yeah, I think even if Tre- if Trevor
1: Simeon still starting, the Bears are blah. The Bears are. You know, like, I mean, they have right. a little electricity in this in the starting lineup still. I think the Bears do, even without Fields, even if Simeon's starting. I still think there's like a little bit of a spark. Whereas the Rams, yeah. they use their running backs so weirdly. Like the, you, you can't even be like, well, these Cam Akers will get 25 carries for a hundred something yards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's our Karen Williams has finally emerged as someone who's going to get a lot of carries.
2: Yeah. Like Montgomery's still startable. I, I would hate to be a Montgomery owner. Whereas two weeks ago, I would have loved to be a Montgomery owner once, um, Her- Herbert? Herbert went down. Yeah. Yeah, Herbert went down and Fields was rolling with the Bears offense. And it was like, oh my God, Montgomery's going to be a 90% touch type running back, bell cow. Like, this is how, this is the type of season 2022 fantasy has been. It's, it's a week to week league. And this is, you know, just like I said, two weeks ago, I would have said, oh my God, Montgomery might be an RB, you know, borderline back end RB1 rest of the season. Now, I don't want the guy if you, you gave him to me for free. Like, I, I would want totally nothing to do with with Montgomery at at this point. Um, I I just think the offense is in big, big trouble. And, um, you know, we'll see once Fields gets back, if he does get back or if they shut him down. But someone's got to catch the ball there. And if you have Cole Komet, you have to play him because of what the tight end landscape looks like. Right. It's just two weeks ago you were saying, oh my God, I got a top five tight end that might be a six for 80 and a touchdown type tight end and now you're going oh boy he could be two for 10 this week so there's a lot of players like that a lot of situations right now nando here's what i'll say about this i want i had this talk with a friend also and same friend and and, no different friend Mm -hmm. um you want to just have pieces of larry certain offenses no, Larry Schechter kicked my ass in the diamond. So I saw, I didn't have this. I saw that posted somewhere. Yeah, you hurt me. No, it, yeah, that that still hurts. Um, but uh, it's just you want to be involved in offenses, certain pieces of offenses. That's it. And there's certain offenses you want nothing to do with, even if it's the big name in, in offenses. here. you know, there's startable pieces. That there's Saints. You, know, you don't want a piece of the Saints, right? Well, I mean, I want Alave, but even Alvin Kamara is doing nothing. Like, Alvin Kamara sucked now for about a month. Yeah. You know, it's just, there's not many pieces there. You know, Alave keeps having really good games. So, Saints is one, you know, Saints, I would say yes, minus Alave, obviously. But, you know, there's just so many bad, bad offenses and teams. You know the the more pieces you have of the the Bills and the Chiefs and the you know the Chargers now with you know Eckler and Keenan Allen like offenses like that move the ball, you know you don't want to be stuck with Broncos and oh, Bears isn't that crazy you don't want to be stuck bad. with Broncos
1: with that light with yeah it's crazy Cortland it's- Sutton Jerry Judy like I'll oh, stay away from the Broncos.
2: Dude, I still have to start Cortland Sutton every week. And, like, this week you would have thought he gave me, like, a 40-point game when, like, it was a 6 for 75. But the way that Broncos offense and team moves, it's just like, oh, my God. Like, Sutton and any particular week could be 1 for 13. It's just I don't know how they're this unproductive. Like, they're 3 and out, 3 and out. Get a first down on, like, 12 yards. punt. It's just... You don't want to be involved in that. You don't want to have any pieces. You're not going to win any fantasy championship with pieces of those offenses. It's you crazy. Need the offenses that are pumping out 30 points a game. They have good time. They have good quarterbacks at the helm, which there's only like eight good quarterbacks right now. You want to be attached to those quarterbacks and those offenses. If you don't, you're not winning this year. That's it. It's very condensed. Be aggressive.
1: There you go. I mean, is that, is, that's got to be part of it. That's what I've been doing this year. I've, aggra- yeah, aggressive. I've aggressively added and dropped San Francisco.
2: Now. San Francisco is another offense, you know? Like we talked about last week with George Kittle at the tight end position. You were like, hey, well, would I trade for George Kittle? And I said no because, you know, yeah, he's still a top six tight end, George Kittle. But guess what? In that offense, he's going to have a 22-point game one week, and the next week he's going to be the five. And that's exactly what happened this past week. He had the four-point game, and it hurt. Cause yeah. you look and you, like, Jesus Christ! I could go get anybody off of waivers to get three or four points. I'm expecting George Kittle to make a difference and separate my team compared to a lot of these other teams, and maybe not get steamrolled by the Kelsey owner, uh, you know, and, and guys like that. So, um, I'd keep an eye on that Debo issue. Debo, every game, he seems like he gets nicked up and he goes down. Ayuk's uh, been very. Uh, He's been very consistent, Ayuk. Uh, so he's a locked-in wide receiver, too, for me. But I'd be worried about Debo. I'd worry about CMC, too, with, with this injury. Yeah. that's.
1: I mean, if you're like, oh, Elijah Mitchell's down. You know, we got McCaffrey finally. Yeah. He's the, exactly. the carries.
2: Uh-huh. And no, because he's hurt. Isn't it crazy? Elijah Mitchell, what a— Oof, that poor guy. I know. Unbelievable.
1: I know, man. He does. Uh, he Misses works. all
2: that time, comes back, looks great for a week, you know, gets re-injured again out six to eight weeks, you know. And now with CMC, it's going to be interesting too. You're going to see a lot of people try and make a move for the kid Mason. Or I've Teddy already Coleman. gotten so many
1: questions about Mason. I'm like, how do you know? Like, Davis Price actually leapfrogged yeah, Mason in like week three, whenever they had the same issue.
2: Well, Mason came in at the end of the game when both guys were banged up. That's why it was so, Davis Price. Then, was he? Was Davis Price active? He was in no. He was inactive. Yeah. So there you go. That's was why. probably because Mason's a special <laughs> so team. There you, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be. I mean, I I think CMC is gonna be okay. Will he? I mean, like, he we've goes, well, like we've seen the
1: show before. We've seen this a million huh? times. I know.
2: I know. But let's see if he goes into Belcal mode again. And now. Where does it look like, uh-oh, Mitchell's back in play and he looks great. Is this going to be a 65-35 split or whatever? Now is CMC going to be 85% of the backfield? Or is there going to be another piece of you know, the offense, uh, one of these running backs, to come in and be that second guy that picks up the slack for Elijah Mitchell? And if so, who? That's the thing. It's not like a, your boy Matt Breida. Like if Barkley went down, here comes Matt Breida to get right. 80% of the – you Know the backfield, so it's, I like
1: you. I, you're, I get your strategy picking up injured guys, but it also seems like right now you get Matt Breida for a buck. And you know, if something, I'm not happens, saying it's a bad
2: no, I'm not saying it's a, a bad uh move at all, Nando. I, you know, I'm not saying that's a bad move, you ca- kind of sounded
1: like that for the you
2: know, no, you you mentioned him against guys that could be moving into a, a big time role this for like week, a week, put him up. You you were like. You know, Zonovan Knight, AJ Dillon, or Matt Breida. Like the, no, I didn't the, say it. It's like <laughs> that's one not of I, these I, three I don't, don't, don't belong. At all. That's what you did. And that's exactly what you did. I said
1: Zonovan Wright, Jamichael Hasty, Matt Breida, Darienton Evans, and then I, just, I, I actually didn't say anything else. And you, you dove in
2: okay. with your anger. With <laughs> your anger. Speaking of San Francisco and that whole back, that's another really good game. Miami, that's the reunion game right there. Miami going into San Francisco. Um, that's a really good game with Wilson and Mostert, the, the 49ers old backs going into Miami. And we're going into San Francisco where they can use the help now. Um and that'll be an interesting game. That's, uh, what's the, t- the total's only 46 and a half on that game. You think
1: it's going to blow I'm up? Right? A little su-
2: I'm a little surprised at that. I would have that one at like about 50, 51. What do you think of McDaniel's you know? press
1: conferences? Are you a big fan? You seem like I you do. Would, I do, I like the guy. Yeah, yeah. He's,
2: he's, he's funny. He's got I a like lot
1: him. of Nick Kroll. He reminds me of Nick Kroll.
2: Nick Kroll, he does. Because he looks like him, but he's also talks funny like, like him, he's got the yeah. same kind
1: of pacing. Yeah,
2: yeah, you're right. That's a good call right there. Oh, thank you. That's a good. Oh. Let's get out of here. Yeah.
1: What do you think of the new Disney
2: CEO? Oh, goodness. <laughs> All
1: right, let's. We give him people an hour. I think that's enough of your time.
2: Yeah, you guys got lucky uh, last week. Uh, that two-hour uh, Thanksgiving spectacular, that was uh, a little too much uh, for us. So well, we did that we on went purpose. Back to our normal one hour. Uh, I think we covered a, a lot. That hopefully. was the plan.
1: Nice. Which actually, it actually sucks. The rundown is, or the we you know the the thing I sent to Is It the Welsh is mm-hmm. so much shorter this week because I don't have any of the funny stuff in there.
2: Oh, well, good. I'll
1: put an ad for uh, Greenwich yeah, Street NAB. Tavern in the
2: middle of it. That's all right. Appreciate it. You enjoying the World Cup soccer? Or I haven't, haven't watched, gotten it? Haven't watched yeah. a thing. I mean, come on. That was the big USA game today. Didn't watch was, it. That was no. really fun. I'm not going to wow. pretend like I watched Wow, soccer. how patriotic. Did you? Aren't you? How, I did, yes. How what? patriotic of you not to watch.
1: I can flex
2: my patriotism in other ways. Can we go? We shall. Good luck in week uh, 13. Crunch time. Go get yourselves a win. And And some uh, injured guys. And some injured And a second defense.
1: There you go. And Darrington Evans. Darrington Evans. And Matt Breda. In fact, redo your entire bench with those five things we just told you to do. And Julio. Yikes. There you go. Six bench players that will win you your – that's what we're going to call it. Here are the six
2: bench players who will win you your title. Do not put that on the rundown. (laughs) I will not be laughed off Twitter. (laughs) Take care, everybody. See you next week.
1: Bye.
0: football fans. This is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.